So if you're an aspiring product manager and want to get insider tips about the field, you would love this episode. We'll discuss the state of product management during and post-pandemic, challenges and myths around product, and some tips and action items which you can apply today on how to break into product management. Now, my guest today is Carlos Gonzalez de Villambrosia. He is the founder and CEO of Product School and the global leader in product management training and with a community of over 1 million product professionals. So get ready, guys, for a fun chat with Carlos on how to break into product. Hey, I'm your host, Cyrus Shirazian, and welcome to PM Hub Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing you fresh and unique insights from product leaders and tech entrepreneurs. All right, Carlos, welcome to PM Hub. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. It's it's a, it's a very, I guess, hot topic these days, uh, I guess, all the time. Why not? I mean, by, especially during the pandemic and how to break into product management. Uh, but there's a lot, a set of a lot of new challenges happening out there. But uh, I'm really excited to talk about it with you today uh, and on this show. But first off, I'm, I'm curious to know, Carlos, what was your journey into product? Like, I'm curious. Yeah, my journey. Uh, it's unconventional, probably like many other people. I love to ask this question because the reality is there was no product school <laughs> when I started. So. In my case, I come from an engineering background. I started computer science in Spain, and I soon enough realized that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life coding. The problem is I didn't even know my options. I was supposed to work as a software engineer, and then maybe senior engineer, maybe principal engineer, and, and that's it. So I, I love technology, and I always knew that I wanted to leverage my technical background in a different way. So back in the day, my alternative solution was to go to business school. That's what I did. I, I went to the University of California in Berkeley. And that was, that was interesting. So I had a couple of breakthroughs. First of all, I met many other engineers like myself that were thinking business, which was refreshing to know that, okay, there is, I'm not the only one that doesn't want to spend the rest of his life coding. And I also met a lot of other people coming from a more business background, like consulting or finance, that wanted to get, get their hands dirty. They wanted to be closer to the action and build something and work in tech, but they were feeling intimidated by not knowing how to code, not knowing how to interact with engineers. So here we are, two different groups of people trying to achieve the same goal from very different angles. And that ultimately inspired me to you know, start my own journey. I, I started two companies before product school as a founder, and then I realized that pretty much learned everything on the go because... Yes, I learned how to code. Yes, I learned a lot of business books. I met a lot of cool people. But the reality is nobody really taught me anything about how to build digital products. And not just that. Like in business school, I didn't even have a class on digital marketing, data analytics, UX design, or many of the other digital skills that a lot of us use on a daily basis. Right, right. But I mean, like, did you know there's such a profession called product management out there or not? I had no idea. I, I finally realized after many years that I've been doing product and I was able to put a label to what I've been doing for a long time. But the reality is, no, I was building digital products. I was just basically the engineer that didn't want to code. Right. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair. So you mentioned about like there was no such thing. Nobody was there to kind of like teach you about product. But like, like what was, the, was that the main motivation to start product school or did you have other motivations as well? Yeah, the main motivation is, is solving my own problem. I, after 10 years building different companies and products, I was like, okay, 
there has to be an easier way for other people to do the same, either as founders or as product managers. And, and that's why I started. They, I, I position product school as a hybrid in between a business school and an engineering school because I, I've experienced those, those two schools and I wanted to be, get the best out of both worlds and be able to provide that solution in a much more efficient way. I'm a big believer in lifelong learning. Never understood why we are supposed to study full-time until our mid-20s and then supposed to work full-time for the rest of our life. Uh, what if you can get it all? What if you can keep up with your life and uh, study on the side so you can continue growing your career? And that's exactly what I did with Product School. All the trainings that we offer are live online on weeknights or weekends. This way you can keep up with your life and your family and everything in between. And, uh, and it also allows us to bring the very best instructors. I also believe that the best instructors are practitioners. They are not teachers. And so everyone who teaches at Product School actually keeps their full-time job as product leaders at Google, Facebook, Uber, Spotify, and other cool companies. Very cool. So you're actually the first customer. You had the, you had all the pain points, and then you saw yep. the opportunity. Okay, okay. And so you mentioned some a few points about like how you position Product School. But if you were to kind of elaborate a bit more and tell us a bit more about what differentiates uh, you know Product School from other product boot camps, that would be super useful. Totally. Well, first of all, we're absolutely focused on product. And I think that's a very important decision because there are so many other schools that try to teach everything to everyone. And uh, we, we only teach one thing to a very specific group of people. Um, so that's one. Second thing is what I mentioned about doing this on the side. I believe in lifelong learning. So all of our trainings allow you to keep up with your life and also absolute obsession with quality. And for me, quality is also the quality of instructors. I believe that it's important to learn from the best. So that's why teaching at product school is very, it's not everyone can do that. It has to be really high quality product leaders working at the very best companies in the world. So if you put all of those ingredients together, you also attract a very specific type of user, customer or student in this case. These are people who are hungry to really get their first product management job or hungry to get that next promotion. And that's something that I missed my experience as a student. I used to go to school because my parents asked me to, because I was getting credits, not because I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's, if you want to kind of like talk a little bit, let's take it from the top. Like what is product management and what is not product management? Thank you for asking that question because there's so much confusion. And um, I start from what is not. Product management is not project management, okay? And uh, a lot of people ask me this question and I try to differentiate those because project management has been around since forever. And it's basically a very tactical approach to here's my resources, here's my timeline, here's my budget, and I'm going to make sure that things don't fall through the cracks and I can accomplish something. So for me, project management is part of product management. Obviously, product management is a more strategic approach to how you solve a problem. Because in the first time, you don't really know what you're trying to solve. Product managers, especially in digital world, which is what we focus on, which is websites, mobile apps, and digital products, they try to understand an opportunity in the market. And that problem that they're trying to tackle, it's not going to end with the first iteration. It's going to evolve. So they need to understand that they need to put together a team of engineers, designers, business people, and probably other types of stakeholders to tackle that problem through multiple iterations. So we, at a very high level, define product management as the interaction between engineering, business, and design. And we also make a point that this is not a project. 
this is a constant iteration. So project management is part of product management, but product management has a much more strategic approach to how you tackle a problem. Yeah, no, that's such a good way to put it. Thanks for that. Uh, now, from what you've seen, because you're obviously a product school, you're like, you have thousands of students, I guess, coming in and out. Like, how has how have you seen the COVID, uh, you know, change the trends in product management overall? And how has it affected, like, let's say, the opportunities to break into product? Well, there's never been a better time to build digital products. And this is because a lot of stores are closed. The, mo- the world is moving online. More and more teams are working remotely. So there's a much bigger need to build digital products to help teams collaborate more efficiently online for, for businesses to be able to sell their products or services online. So the people who are in charge of leading that digital transformation are the product managers. So in our particular case, we are experiencing strong tailwinds just also because we are an online education company. So now more and more people are trying to learn online. And at the same time, I think one of the benefits is that now location is not a limitation for you to decide who you want to learn from. Like, it doesn't matter where you're in the world, you can access, you can learn from a product leader at Google. And that, I think, is really powerful and it democratizes access to opportunity, ultimately. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, what have you seen as, like, some of the top challenges, you know, for aspiring PMs out there to get into product? It's hard, first of all. And whoever says the opposite is probably lying. Uh, This is a very, very uh, in-demand job, which is great, but it also comes with a lot of competition. There are a lot of existing product managers who want to get another product management job. There are a lot of aspiring product managers who are eager to get that first opportunity. So um, let me start from a couple of myths and misconceptions, because I think it's important for people to know that, first of all, you don't need an MBA in order to be a product manager. You also don't need a computer science degree or to be a super accomplished engineer. But you truly need to know enough about a lot of different things. Product management is a generalist role. And if we are defining product as the interaction between business design and engineering, that means that you need to know about business design and engineering to a certain degree to earn the respect of your team members. And um, I always encourage people to ask for opportunities internally if, if that's possible, even if you don't have the official product management title, because at least you can prove that you care about the company, you care about the problem that you're trying to solve, and, and maybe there's a champion there that can give you a chance. But if that's not possible and you are looking for opportunities elsewhere, I would definitely encourage you to build something, to really try, to not ask for permission. You don't become a product manager when someone gives you a product management job. You can be a product manager now if you start building, building for your own company or building for yourself in the sense of a side project, a personal website or whatever it is. There's a lot of learning that can only happen by doing. Yeah, no, that's such a good point to bring it up. And I guess, so I guess that that's one 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 place that uh, I guess product school can help a lot of aspiring PMs is about like the education piece of it as well, right? I guess a lot of these different areas that, uh, let's say a person is lacking from, depending on what the background is, uh, you you guys at product school are kind of positioning your courses in a way that like they could they could teach them all of these kind of miss, missing areas of the product knowledge, right? Exactly. When I started the company, a lot of people would ask me, but how can you teach product management? Isn't this like a visionary thing you are born with and you have to have great ideas and people will follow, right? That there's a lot of misconceptions around that. People think, okay, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, they're product leaders. It's true. They come from a product background and it definitely shows that, that companies that have that type of product mindset, they are in a very good position, but you can definitely learn product. There's a lot of tactical steps and frameworks that have been proven for many years. 
So even though I don't believe that everyone should follow the exact same template, it's really important to recognize that there are templates and that that can accelerate your growth. It's true that you learn a lot by, by doing, by being out there. But in my own experience, I spent too many years trying to learn how to build products. And that was ultimately what inspired me to start a product school because I believe that had I had access to different mentors and different tools, I would probably be, I would have accelerated my career faster. 100% mentors. That's that's they they save you a lot of time, right? So that's that's for sure. And you, like you mentioned, there's no one single playbook for product, right? Some people out there actually do think that, and it's a bit sad, but it's not true, right? So every company does product differently. From as I speak with different folks at different companies, like you might think, you know, it's totally different, like you know. Um, so yeah, so that's that's such a good point. Cool. Uh, awesome. So I guess maybe maybe uh just to play the devil's advocate like you know how I mean, maybe take a step back how can i tell i'm a i'm an aspiring pm let's say and i want to know if product management is for me how can i tell if product management is the right profession for me to switch to that's a really really good question because a lot of students come to us with the same question and i always tell them i don't know right i'm not here to force anyone into product management because maybe you try it, maybe you don't like it, and that's fair. But definitely, I am a big believer in trying because that's going to give you more options. If you don't know what you don't know, it doesn't really matter what you try because you're kind of lost. I think this is a good discovery step for you to really understand what the options are out there. And I'm bullish in product. I'm also biased, so I believe that if you try, most likely you would like it. But I'm not here to push anything. One of the good things about product in general is that first of all, it's more of a mindset than just a role. So even if you think about, first of all, a product team, product teams are not just made up of uh, product managers. They are product marketing managers, product operations, product design, uh, technical products. So there's so many different options that maybe you don't know from the outside. So once you start taking baby steps, you can probably see what resonates for you. But also, even if for whatever reason you don't land in a product team, I believe that product is a team sport. And it starts from the CEO all the way down to anyone. The more you know about how a product is built, all the different pieces that go into it, the better professional you will be in whatever field you want, engineering, marketing, design, or ops. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like what you mentioned about like product management being a mindset. And I actually wrote a blog post, and this was actually one of the points I, uh, points I brought up, that it's actually more of a mindset itself, like that iterative thinking scientific mindset that you put and kind of plus it's strategic thinking and also it's execution in place right so uh, it's a mix of a lot of things right so but the mindset is definitely one of the top ones uh Cyrus, one of the things i was going to add is that one of the problems with traditional education is is just that they they for they piggyhole you into something they force you to make a decision today and commit to it for the next four years full time well what if you decide that you want to do something else in, the, in in between, right? And I think that's totally fair. So in our programs, literally 40 hours, we're talking about two months part-time. So you are not really committing to something for the rest of your life. I, I, so I think it's also very important to recognize that you you have options. And if you don't try, you don't know. Like what you hear so far? Make sure to never miss an episode by clicking on the subscribe button now. This podcast has been made possible by listeners like yourself, and I'm thankful for your support. Now, let's head back to the show.
Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's definitely uh, a fair point to say. Now, like, what are uh, I'm curious to know what are some myths about the products that you hear all? I mean, one of them is definitely uh, you. I, 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 let's, I'm, I'm curious to hear from your perspective. What are some of the myths about product management that you hear aspiring product managers management actually out there make? Well, the two main ones I briefly mentioned before. One is uh, about the MBA. Right. Uh, you don't definitely don't need an MBA in order to become a product manager, and you don't need a computer science degree or to be an engineer in order to become a product manager. Those two are top of the list, and and I understand where they come from because it's true that back in the day, uh, engineering was usually like the only way to break into product. Then MBAs would help, but that is not the case anymore. If anything. It can play against you. I, I have a lot of conversations with engineers. By the way, I come from an engineering background. So I obviously love engineers and I, and I still recognize the value of having a technical background. But I, this is an example. The other day I was talking with an engineer who was like, hey, I have four years of experience uh, as a software engineer and I want to be a product manager. What, what should I do? Uh, should I spend one more year here uh, as an engineer? I'm like, I don't think that spending one more year as an engineer would make you a better product manager. It would make you a better software engineer. But if, if we agree on the definition of product, uh, you also have to learn enough about design and business. Maybe you can spend that time to learn, to get out of the comfort zone and and, and get and learn a bit more about the other areas because the expectation as a product manager is not that you have to be the best at everything. You have to be good enough at everything. And obviously in that case, engineering would be the forte. Um, so that also applies to anyone who comes from a, a different professional background, business, design, ops, or, or whatever it is. Another thing that I, I come across a lot is, hey, I want to be a product manager, but I'm looking at this job description uh, for an entry-level product manager. And it says that I need two or three years of experience. So it's like a chicken and an egg problem, right? How can I show, how can I acquire experience if the entry-level jobs are already asking for experience? So yeah. what, I, what I answer there is, first of all, let's look at what you've been doing so far. Because the fact that you don't have the product manager title in your resume doesn't mean that you haven't done product. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot of team collaboration that went behind the scenes in whatever capacity you, you've been working on. There is, so it's also about positioning yourself and rephrasing what you've been doing in a way that is relevant to the other person. Of course, if you already have the title, that helps, but that's not the only way to prove experience. Side projects help, uh, existing experience helps, having a mentor that believes in you, Training obviously helps. So what is it out there, building a portfolio, what is it out there that you can show to a recruiter to prove that you've been doing something related to product? Yeah, no, that's such a good point, man. And especially I resonate the one you mentioned about what have you been doing previously, like before switching to product. And I'm sure everybody has those uh, examples and their previous experiences that they can actually, they can bring up and leverage in the interviews to you know increase their odds. Uh, to to get into product, right? And honestly, sometimes it just takes an extra pair of eyes to look at your resume or your own experience differently and try to poke some holes. And you, I always tell my students, you have to treat yourself like a product because a recruiter doesn't have a limited time to, to just try to validate their own hypothesis. You have to make it easier for the recruiter because in a way, as a product manager, you also want to build products that are easier for your users to understand the value proposition. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you, you're yourself a product, right? So uh, I, I remember somebody else talking about it in the past as well, but that's such a good point, man. Like if you treat yourself like a product and improve upon it and kind of like get some feedback, you know, from the customers, which are the recruiters, and then try to understand their pain points and give it to them, then you increase your odds, right? So <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. And then there's another one that we hear out there a lot, and I'm sure you do. You're the CEO of the product as a product manager. What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I don't know why there is so much discussion and so much hate around that. Because my honest opinion is that it doesn't really matter how you want to call it. If you want to say you are the CEO of the product, okay. If you say that this is not true, okay too. At the end of the day, I think we all have to have our own definition around what that means for our own company. And um, the same way at the beginning, you were saying that it's true that not two product manager roles are the same, depending on the industry, depending on the company size. I, I encourage anyone who's thinking about working in product to really ask those questions. What is product for this company? How is your product team structured? What are the expectations for, for a product leader here? Obviously there's some common ground based on you know like the type of people you're going to collaborate with and some of the standard deliverables that you are in charge of, such as a roadmap and, and so on. But I'm okay giving an open-ended answer here and not hitting so much on the title because I think that just putting a, a, a such a short label on a such a complicated role doesn't make it too much justice yeah no that's that's definitely the case now now what what do you think like you know because honestly uh it's a pet peeve of myself and a lot of other pms out there that a lot of companies, like, you know, when you want to get into, they, they have these roles of product management, but they're really looking for pro, for a project manager or a delivery manager, or they don't have, like, basically, a, you know, uh, enough, enough, let's say, knowledge about, like, you know, what the product is and what's not. So how do you think they could, you know, level up their game uh, to kind of, like, be, you know, not just slap a title product manager and just like look for those specific titles, you know, in the previous experience and kind of only if that matches, then, oh, you have been doing product. Yeah. From the employer perspective? Yeah. Yeah. I actually posted something uh, not so long ago about, hey, companies, please stop calling product managers to some of the project management positions that you're trying to fill. Because I think it's fair. If you need a project manager, that's great. Just call it project manager and hire the best product manager. There are a lot of people out there who are passionate about it, right? I'm not trying to impose that this is product management is the only way and everyone should be a product manager. And the same way, if you want to hire a product manager, I think it comes with education around what you truly need. Um, so it's hard for me to give a, a, a straight answer here, but in general, um, I think it's important to really craft a good job description and not just, just to look good in front of candidates, but also to get alignment with your team. Hiring a, a product manager or a product leader comes with a lot of consequences. Uh, think that this is a person who is going to be in the middle of everything and uh, needs to get along with a lot of people, especially in startups where there's usually no product manager until you get to a certain point and the, and the founder or one of the founders is, is, is wearing the product manager hat. When you are ready to hire your first product manager, such a cultural shock because it means that as a founder, you're going to be less involved in your baby and there's going to be an stranger who's suddenly going to take ownership here. Uh, and that also applies to larger organizations. So I take this role very seriously and obviously nobody wants to make the wrong hire in any role, but if anything, you don't want to make the wrong hire with a product manager because it is literally can be the bottleneck for many other things. That's why I always explain that there is no such a junior product manager role because if you join the party, 
I don't care in which seniority, you are very, very, very important to a lot of people. That's right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's 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 a good point. Awesome, uh, Carlos. If you if you want to just tell us a bit more about Product School and how you help uh, PMs out there, that'd be great. Sure. So we have an entire certification path for people who want to grow their careers in product. So the first certification is called Product Manager, and it's for people aspiring product managers, right? People who want to get that first job, and this can be usually professionals from three to five years of experience in engineering, business, design, ops that just need help with that final push. And then we have two more certifications for experienced product managers who want to continue growing. I believe that, you know, life never ends with your first or second job and learning shouldn't end either. Like I believe, at least in my case, I'm constantly learning myself. So we want to provide that type of career path for anyone interested. And in addition to the, the paid certification programs, which I just mentioned, we built an entire community. And I think that's very, I'm very proud of that because over 90% of our resources are absolutely free. And I recognize that not everyone can afford paid trainings or maybe they are not ready to do it yet. So giving access to education to people can only level up the playing field. And from online discussions to a thousand events per year to six conferences, books, industry reports, and anything in job board, we only always try to push the industry forward. There was not much definition around product when we decided to start. And I believe that it is important for us to also educate the market so there can be better products out there, even though not everyone has to pay for something. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love what you do, man. Awesome. Awesome, Carlos. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about how to break into product management. Thank you for the opportunity. That's it for this week's episode of PMH Podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, feel free to share with your network. Leave a five star so we can reach more audience. And if you have any suggestions, definitely send me a note. My email is cyrus at productmanagerhub.org. Also, subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I'm Cyrus Shirazian. And until next show, stay safe and healthy.